0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In-depth. What's, in What's behind China's mortgage strikes? By Guo Yingje, Niao Mu Jiangqi, and Zhu Liangtao. Published in Xin. Read for you by Ryan Cunningham. After almost three years of making monthly 3,000 yuan, $444, mortgage payments on an unfinished apartment, one homebuyer in the central Chinese city of Zhangzhou had enough. The -the off-the-plan home that his family bought in September 2019 was part of a residential complex sold in advance by New York-listed developer Yuan Real Estate Co., which suspended construction on the project early last year. The man told Saixin earlier this week. Saddled with a 500,000 yuan mortgage and no home to show for it, the man said he joined fellow buyers in the Xin Yuan development in refusing to pay their mortgages for the past two months and issuing a joint statement to their banks. The Zhangzhou man's chief complaint was that his home was unfinished. However, he also pointed out that the mortgage payments made by home buyers from the same development did not end up in government-supervised escrow accounts, as required. Why do home buyers lose out when it was others that failed to follow the rules, he said. As of July 19, people who bought homes in about 230 housing developments in at least 80 cities have issued similar statements, according to the data from China Real Estate Information Corp., CRIC, with some threatening to stop paying their mortgages and others actually going through with it. Like the Zhengzhou homeowner, many complained their mortgage payments had not been deposited in the proper escrow accounts, or had later been moved out of them. The failure to enforce this particular rule stands out among the causes of China's recent wave of mortgage boycotts. It was lax oversight of the revenue from pre-sale, yu homes, those that buyers purchase in full before construction is complete, that helped drive the freewheeling expansion that turned Chinese real estate into an estimated $60 trillion market. This lack of supervision, which had also benefited other interests like local governments, commercial banks, and homeowners, allowed property developers to siphon off money from pre-sold homes that was supposed to be held in escrow. However, after the central government cracked down on developer financing in 2020 and the market turned, the practice left developers short of funding to finish construction, leaving masses of angry homeowners in their wake and opening the door to a possible government-sponsored bailout. The causes driving the boycotts are important because of the risks they pose to China's ailing real estate industry which is estimated to contribute about 25% of the economy via direct and indirect channels, and because one-third of local government revenue is linked to the sector, according to Wang Tao, chief China economist at UBS Investment Bank. Already weakened by sluggish sales and slumping confidence, China's housing market has problems that are in turn bleeding into the broader economy, analysts said. Analysts expect more cities to bail out unfinished housing projects over the next few months as policymakers have urged them to stabilize the market. In a Thursday Communist Party Politburo meeting, top leaders urged local governments to make full play of the policy toolkit to ensure homes are delivered to buyers. The problems with pre-sales Although developers in many countries are allowed to sell homes before they finish building them, The practice in China is special in two ways. First, home buyers have to pay in full when they decide to buy. Usually they produce a down payment for a mortgage and the bank covers the rest. But in other countries like the UK, buyers of pre-sale homes only need to come up with a deposit to reserve a property. They don't need to pay off a mortgage until their homes are delivered. This full payment requirement has helped developers raise cash quickly, which they have burned to fund land purchases or expand their business, analysts said. Homebuyers have provided developers with a large amount of interest-free funds, reducing their financing costs and risks, while creating a source of revenue for banks and local governments. Wang Yongli, president of China International Futures Co., wrote in a commentary. Second, until recently, Chinese developers had been allowed to use the bulk of their pre-sale revenue for whatever they wanted. Although China has laws and regulations requiring developers to set aside enough money to finish construction on their housing projects, local governments and banks had allowed them to sidestep some of the rules, including the requirement that pre-sale funds must be deposited into government-supervised escrow accounts. Instead, a vast amount of pre-sale funds ended up in developers' own accounts. We used to have autonomy in using about 90% of the presale revenues across the nation, a property developer executive told Caixin earlier this year. Regulations require that all the presale funds be deposited into government-supervised escrow accounts, which developers can dip into in phases as construction progresses. Most countries and regions that allow homes to be sold before they are built have similar rules, analysts said. In China, however, it had until recently been a common practice among developers to find ways to move pre-sale revenues out of government-supervised accounts, economist Ren Ping wrote in a note last week. One way developers do so is through kickbacks from contractors. Developers sometimes make advanced deals with large construction companies, in which the firms agree to transfer back a portion of the funds developers pay from government-supervised accounts, Zhen said. In another approach, some property firms exaggerate the progress they have made on a particular project, so they are allowed to withdraw more money from the escrow account than they actually need for construction, Industry Insiders said. This is possible because local governments and banks don't keep close tabs on the progress of construction an employee at a Henan-based property firm said. The autonomy that developers once had in spending pre-sale funds served as rocket fuel for their growth. Because it allowed them to quickly recover an investment on one project so they could move on to another, some analysts said. This rapid investment turnaround benefited other groups of stakeholders as well. Every new project brought more land revenue for local governments, and more profits to banks providing the mortgages. And most homeowners made out because, until recently, home prices in China only went in one direction—up. And it didn't really matter that developers hadn't socked away as much money in escrow as they were supposed to. They were still able to finish their projects because they could always get their hands on more money, either through loans from banks and trust companies and issuing bonds, or by starting new projects. New homes were usually easy to sell. But when this changed, and it became harder to get financing and sell new homes, the business model fell apart. The model breaks. The catalyst was the deleveraging campaign that the government stepped up in 2020. Facing a new set of standards that limited their ability to borrow Many developers found it far more difficult to get their hands on the bridge financing that allowed them to quickly cash in on one project so they could move on to another. It was a shock to the domestic real estate market that weakened buyer confidence and made homes harder to sell. Without those two easy sources of funding, the money set aside in escrow accounts became crucial for developers to finish their projects. And in many cases, there just wasn't enough there. That's how buyers like the home buyer in Zhangzhou found himself paying a mortgage on a property that was not only unfinished, but was no longer even on the way to being finished. Suing the developers would be costly in both time and money, so that's why some homebuyers decided to just stop paying their mortgages. It's an effort to pressure developers and the government into action. Legal observers have written of the movement. The mortgage boycotts have also been fueled by the slowdown in economic growth this year, which has broadly taken a toll on personal incomes, according to a report from China Index Academy, a property market think tank. Local governments had actually started getting stricter about the rules for pre-sales revenue late last year in an effort to ensure developers had enough money to finish housing projects in their jurisdiction. But the sudden policy tightening also made it harder for developers to finish projects in some areas because they could no longer move funds to escrow accounts where they were short on cash, from areas where they were flush. As more developers sought to extend repayment periods on their bonds, or simply defaulted, many investors and home buyers lost confidence in the market, further amplifying a vicious cycle. The Possible Fixes Analysts predict that the wave of mortgage boycotts will further disrupt the already fragile property market. During the two weeks through July 17th, new home sales in 30 major cities dropped 41% and 12% in terms of floor space from the previous week, CRIC data showed. Prospective home buyers have grown reluctant to purchase new homes in cities with multiple boycotted projects, CRIC analysts said in a note. Still, some don't think the issue will trigger a banking crisis, because risky mortgages only make up a small share of the total in China. At the end of 2021, some 478 billion yen in mortgage loans were linked to unfinished real estate projects, accounting for 1.2% of total mortgages and 0.2% of total loans, analysts at Zhe Shang Securities Co. said in a note authorities have promised to help developers resume construction on unfinished projects as soon as possible. China's banking regulator has also urged banks to increase lending to make that happen. The government could eventually bail out unfinished projects, Marker Insider said, by directing local state-owned enterprises, SOEs, to partner with banks to acquire them and complete construction. Local government financing vehicles— which are SOEs intended to fund infrastructure and public welfare projects, will also likely inject cash into some projects, they said. In Zhengzhou, Henan province, the city with the most mortgage boycotts, two state-owned enterprises will jointly set up a fund for the local real estate industry. One feasible way to deal with the problem is for local governments to buy unfinished projects and turn them into rental housing with future rental income used to repay the government bailout fund, said Hong Hao, former head of research at Bocom International Holdings Co. Another possible approach is local authorities paying mortgages for home buyers and leaving banks to write off the bad loans, he told Zai Xin. China Construction Bank Corp., one of the largest state-owned banks, is exploring establishing a fund worth tens of billions of yuan with the local government in Hubei province to transform unfinished projects into rental housing for public sector employees, sources with knowledge of the issue told Caixin. However, many local governments are struggling with their own tight budgets. In one northeastern province, local governments have been in talks with banks since late 2021 to fund SOE takeovers of unfinished projects, a source at a bank's local branch told Caixin. Such cooperation requires localities to put up at least 30% of funding, but many local governments cannot afford it. Analysts predict that local governments would continue being strict on supervising developers' pre-sale revenue, and some suggest reforming or simply abolishing pre-sales in the future.